Hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil. We're celebrating National Weather Podcast Month with tonight's guest, meteorologist Bo Cole of Bo Knows Weather. I would draw like tornado pictures all the time. I even drew a, I'm sure my mom still has it somewhere, a radar image of like all these supercells just eating, <laughs> eating Minneapolis alive. We're also sharing hashtag weatherfools, WX resources, and a new segment Storm Chasing Games Gone Wild. It's all on the Stormfront Freaks podcast, episode 153. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Welcome, everybody, to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, thanks to our Patreon members that support the show, uh, including those joining us live tonight on the stream uh, and our VIPs that are uh, right now back in the green room. I know I see Curtis uh, is in our chat tonight. And, of course, our VIPs are all here, Garrett and Angela and Dan. Um, we certainly would love for you to join our team as well. Just go to patreon.com slash Stormfront Freaks, and you can be live in the chat or on the show with our guest uh, every episode. Uh, but let's find out who is here tonight. So uh, as always, we're going to uh, kind of find out what everybody's drinking. It's always happy hour. It's a great way to introduce uh, who is here and introduce the fact that uh, we're a fun-loving weather show and uh, that drinks. And we've had, we have, you guys may remember, we've had comments in Apple Podcasts uh, that said, is this a drinking podcast? Question right. mark. That was their review of the show. Uh, and we just responded, yes. Yes, it, it is. Correct. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to find out tonight, obviously, what everyone's drinking, as we always do. But I'm going to ask our co-host uh, another question. I want to know what their walk-up, their favorite walk-up song would be. And, and some of them have already given me them. Uh, so I'm going to play them uh, while we get to them. But I'm going to start with uh, Mark M.J. Johnson, uh, who is our producer and Skywarden coordinator up in Minnesota. Uh, M.J., what are you drinking tonight? All right. Well, well, I had a shamrock shake earlier, but I now have a, uh, in, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, a Smithick's Red Ale, which is brewed by the Guinness Company. Wow, very festive, very very festive. All right, th this one's gonna be uh, this one's gonna be a hard one. Serena, you told me to fast forward to like a minute into it or something like that. So this is Serena's. So Serena Arnold, uh, our former meteorologist at the Mount Washington Observatory, you're on fire. Is this because you? Is this because you're a redhead? <laughs> yes. She's on fire. I'm on fire. This is like the ultimate empowerment song. Anyway, uh, I'm drinking a, a weather beer, of course, from New Belgium mm -hmm. called Accumulation. That's good. It's a nice Whoa. little hazy nice. IPA. Yeah. It's remarkable how you yes. always find the right beer. <laughs> I try really hard. I try very hard to just, just for the show. I do it for you guys. That's very right. good. All right. Next up, we got Mark Maz Massaro, our former on-camera meteorologist in Cincinnati. That's right. What uh, what are you drinking tonight, Maz? Well, Tough thumping. I was I was drinking. I started early, so it was supposed uh -oh. to have been a Colorado Bulldog, but we didn't have Coke, so it's basically just a 
ginormous white Russian, which is now in my belly. <laughs> Get in my belly. That's right. Very good. All right. Last but not least, Greg Johnson, storm chaser and photographer. All right, Greg, what are you drinking tonight, sir? Well, it's St. Patty's Day. I mean, I've got to be drinking some whiskey, and uh, we'll call this my lucky charm. The Jameson? Lucky charm. The Irish whiskey? It is Irish whiskey. There you go. Nice. You wouldn't know if it weren't. No, you wouldn't know. Very good. All right. Uh, then we, we have a guest here tonight, actually, Maz. We don't have yes. his walk-up song, but uh, he might be drinking something. But let's, uh, let's do a good introduction. This will be, I kill you. No, it's a, it's a little. Anyway. Anyway, so we got Bo Cole here today, otherwise known as Bo Knows Weather, on social media for the last 10 years. Bo Cole, hey, he's been in social media realms working to change the way weather is delivered. Now, he attended school for meteorology at Mississippi State, and then since then, he's had videos featured on all major networks, including ABC News, Weather Channel, AccuWeather, the Weather Network, and several more. He interned for Weather Nation when it was uh, local in the Minneapolis area under Paul Douglas. I remember Paul and his team. Bo also does consulting for snow removal and landscaping and probably gets all that stuff done for free now, doesn't he? Welcome, (laughs) Bo. What are you drinking tonight first? Thank you so much. I am drinking uh, Fulton. It's uh, a seltzer. It's nice and green for the theme of uh, St. Patrick's. Very nice. But uh, MJ, you probably know them. They're a local brewery. I do. Yeah. Okay. So they have, I like it because it's kind of a blend of like a beer and a seltzer. It's not quite like a, you know, as, as watered down as most seltzers. It has some real substance to it. So it's a belter. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm drinking. It's pretty, it's lemon lime. It's not too bad. 5%. So, Greg. Yes. I got a question for Bo. Tonight, buddy. Yeah, yeah. No, yes. I got a question for Bo. Yes, please. Uh, in honor of your presence on the show, I was looking for, for our Weather Fools segment, I was looking for, like, situations where on-camera weather guys really mess it up, right? Mm-hmm. You must have one of those, like, green screen miscues, one of those kind of like said the wrong thing or a picture of any any good fun stories that you can start the show off with god um i was doing some stuff kind of playing around in the green screen at weather nation and i had a few slip-ups there but i've never been on like tv news necessarily but um there were definitely some you know slip-ups of you know walking in front of the graphics the wrong way or like you know, not looking in the right direction and stuff like that. So I had Katie uh, Ferrier and those guys kind of coaching me on that back then. But it's it's different because you're having to look at so many different screens. And I, you know, when you're watching on TV, you're noticing these guys growing up and you're like, ah, that can't be that hard. But having to look at the little monitors and then, you know, the timer, making sure you're fitting it all in within three minutes. It's it's pretty challenging, I think, to be honest. And I know it's like Max, driving. Yeah, exactly. it's like you got the you got the front, you got the rear view, you got the side yep. mirrors, and they all mess me up. So don't yeah, forget, you got the kids screaming in the background very, too, though, right? Like you, you got the you got oh, yeah. the person in your <laughs> ear talking the whole time, so you're trying to form coherent sentences. Exactly. So that so, that to me, I have some videos on YouTube, but they're probably pretty shameful at this point. I'm sure Phil maybe found them. <laughs> so. 
Uh, I might not have yet, but I'm oh. certainly going to look for him as soon as we get done. <laughs> I've just opened a can. Now we're going. I've just done it. I've, I've ruined it. <laughs> so, right, so one so of the things. What... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, okay. All right. I'll just jump in then. Thanks, Maz. So one of the things that I, I, I liked, you know, uh, learning about you was this whole, you know, the way the weather gets talked about is could be improved upon. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I, I feel like we could talk about forever. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's dive into a little bit of that. What's, what's the biggest yeah. problem out there? I think a lot of it has to do with hype. Um, so many people out there, TV news, even social media, they're always talking about storms so far in advance. Like they click through the models and as soon as they see something like showing up on the GFS or one of the long-term models that's really far out there, they're talking about it and then they start hyping it up. And then what happens is there's the expectation that something is going to happen. And then when everyone bites onto that, you know, they start throwing maps out early and then when the forecast changes, everyone hates the weatherman. They, they just, they unleash, you know, because, oh, you screwed it up again and, and so on and so forth. And so obviously the news has an interest in preserving ratings and keeping people tuned in. And a lot of them will say that it's not always about that, but I think it obviously is a component. And then also they want to blend that with keeping people informed. And I know there's some networks that are more, uh more prone to doing that and others that are a little bit more conservative so i personally tend to not throw a snowfall map more than two three days in advance because it's just pointless you know if you start labeling where things are going to happen and exact accumulation amounts it's just too much and then you're shooting yourself in the foot really so are you making the bold statement that the 192 hour gfs is not accurate (laughs) Yeah, I, I would say. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just just making sure we're all on the same page. Yeah. So how do you how do you stop all that? Because it just takes one station or somebody <laughs> to say something, and then then you get the news directors, everybody coming down, going. So what do you think? We need to start talking about this, and then they got to one up it, and then everybody else start. I mean, what's to be done? You know. I don't report to anyone, so I can do what I want, but I hear what you're saying, and I think it's challenging for those guys to adapt to that. And I think one solution would maybe be highlighting the potential risks and maybe using more of a percentage threshold, saying this is our odds of this many inches. Uh, You know, these are our chances. I know NWS started doing more of that, where they show maps of like, here's your percent chance of more than two inches and stuff like that. But I think part of the issue too is they're changing forecast maps so often and then especially when you're posting those on social media the algorithm loads those posts in different orders and so people start to get confused they start commenting on those posts and then they're like oh i'm I'm gonna get 12 inches or am i gonna get three inches like it's just all over the map and so i think the one way to do it is maybe go back and update posts that you've made and say this is old uh follow the new post um and then just do your best to really set the expectation that it's, it's just a forecast that's not set in stone. Um, but even at that rate, it's still going to fail. People are still going to uh, bite onto it. And so it's it's really delicate and challenging, I think. Well, I, I would say this, Bo. I mean, think about it. In, in this day and age with social media and every mm-hmm. other way that people can consume that information, don't, I mean, you're struggling to be heard. I mean, you need to be heard because if no one's listening to you, 
then your goal of trying to bring the hype down and everything else, right, kind of gets lost because everybody that is hyping are the ones that are getting heard and mm-hmm. people are listening to. So is there a secret to trying to still keep that platform of I, I want to reduce hype, mm-hmm. but I need to find a way to get heard? You know, I think you have to establish a reputation and, and become accurate. And that's something that I've done. And I don't even know how. I just put my effort into it. And then I produce good forecasts. And people start to wait for mine. And so they say, I saw this on the news. I saw so-and-so talk about this. What do you think? I'm like, well, check back in two days. You know, I'll have an idea then. Um, and it's really just solidifying your name in the industry and, and being a reliable source and kind of seeing through that haze. And I try to avoid big, big buzzwords like, oh, major storm or blizzard or, you know, there's certain pages out there that have hundreds of thousands of followers and they're like deadly storm, all these just huge buzzwords. And it's like, it's just overkill. And so God, we use those words all the time, Bo. (laughs) (laughs) Just on this show. But we don't make any we don't make any forecasts. We just use all those sexy words all the time. So, 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 Bo, listen. Uh, coming up this week, then you've got a buzzword week coming up. Uh, yeah. We've got the GFS, the Storm Prediction Center, are talking about a series of storm days, and mm-hmm. uh, it's springtime. You know, in the southern U.S. Uh, at what point do you sort of start to? Uh, look at day five and go, yeah, they got 30% on day five right now. You know, that's a good point. I think this time of year, it's especially important too to be really mindful of that long-term, or I shouldn't say long-term, maybe short to midterm. But because if you're not aware of it, you can get yourself in a situation where you're in harm's way, especially with severe weather. I think my vantage point that I'm coming from is more so in relation to snowstorms. But when it comes to like severe weather and tornadoes, this is prime time for the south and and the coming into the plains and so it's important to keep an eye on that not necessarily get people scared but keep people aware and highlight that potential because as you know this is we're entering that period of the year where it's chase season and everyone's really all over the place so i think it's important to highlight the potential risk and assure people that they just need to stay tuned to the forecasts and have a backup source for information and, you know, cell phone apps with alerts or weather radio, things like that. Because as soon as you become, you know, complacent and just not really paying attention, you can get yourself in trouble, especially if you don't know what you're looking at, you don't know what to look out for. Um, And a lot of storms this time of year have proven that they move really fast, uh, depending on storm motions and things like that. So it's, it's delicate for sure. But I think, there's a, a really fine line between hype and staying prepared, and it, it has to be treated very delicately with each system. So, Well, I suspect that this week we're going to hear the word outbreak. You're going to uh-huh. hear, you know, you'll hear all those buzzwords you talked about, but uh, time will tell. It, and it if, might, might turn out. Yeah, and if it does come to that, it's, it's appropriate. You know, it just, yeah. I think when they do it a long time, and if anything, honestly, beyond like day three, I think is kind of pushing it. But when you start, you know, SPC does those three day outlooks and then they go out further than that, (laughs) which is obviously a lot more subject to error. But, um, you know, when it's within like three days, you can start to really pin it down and say, okay, you know, we might have an outbreak of severe weather. Um, And I think that's enough time for people to prepare, you know, for those conditions. 
And, and you know, just uh, in respect to that longer term, yeah. Uh, and this is a question for all of us, not not just Bo, but um, do you think it's got better over the years? Like the the science, the forecasting science, has it is it better today than it was twenty years ago? I mean, that's the twister dream, but is it is it reality yet? Um, warning times have definitely improved with with radar products and things like that. I think that's a dramatic improvement. Um, I think with all the variables and the models and the high res stuff, people tend to get a little bit fixated on that. And then um, when you start to zero in exact areas that might get the really bad supercells and, you know, you start showing helicity tracks and things like that, um, you know, where the rotating storms are going to be, if that's off, you know, you, you, you've got a margin of error there that can make it seem like a blown forecast. So it's like the more hyper-specific you get, it can have implications on the forecast, in my opinion. I'd love to see a breakdown of the just the population in general. What percentage is like craving the hype? What percentage yeah. feels like, well, if you don't come out and say something, then maybe you don't have the tools that everybody else has. So they're just questioning that in your mind. And then, um, you know, and then on the second side of it too, because I remember hearing of a weatherman who uh, got let go because he wouldn't call a snowstorm a blizzard. And the newsroom wanted it there. They, and we're going to call it the blizzard. He's like, I'm not going to do it. It doesn't meet oh. the criteria. And now he's in Denver. So it ended up being a good place, or at least he was back then. <laughs> but, you know, if you have your own business, it is. I'm not going to do it yeah. compared to some of the other guys who get forced to do it. So do you have any, I mean, what do you feel just you personally, I don't know if you have statistics on it. What do you feel like? Is there a certain percentage of the population that feels one way, another that's looking for something else? And then the, uh, the rest of them that are like, I'm just going to, just going to listen to Bo and when he comes out and says two days from now, you know, we're good. I think people are inherently attracted to drama and hype and uh, big news. And I know that growing up, I was, I was one of those guys that watched the news and I was like, Oh, there's a big storm coming. There's a severe weather outbreak. Like I was super into it. And I'll admit, even back then, Growing up, I would sometimes email the TV guys, like, how did you screw up that forecast? You know, <laughs> I think I remember emailing Dave Dahl one time. I'm like, how did you, you said 13 inches and we got an inch. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> and uh, now looking back, I'm kind of like, well. Well, kid, <laughs> let me tell you. I get it. But. Um, Meet me behind the station. <laughs> exactly. So people love hype. They love drama. And you know, it's evident by all the shows we watch and like the reality TV. It's like people got to have something to grab onto. But yeah, I mean, like you said, the guy that got canned for not using the blizzard word. I mean, like, I believe it. Uh, okay. But then on the flip side, I don't know if you know this, uh, you know, uh, Dan Barrero, MJ? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, K fan. Yeah, so K-fan. Yep. the April blizzard of 2018, he had me on his radio show. And as you know, he has, uh, he doesn't much care for weather people. He often calls them weather terrorists. <laughs> but Sorry. for whatever reason, he likes me and he had me on his show. And sometimes he messages me for advice and whatnot. But he, he likes my approach. He likes that I keep it straight and I don't necessarily, you know, hype it up and, and do what we've been talking about. And so I think he speaks for a particular audience that hates one like, someone says it's going to get really bad and it doesn't 
But then when it does get really bad, he wants the answers as to why. And that's why he had me on that show that time. So I, I think it's really, if you were to ask for a percentage base, I'd say a majority of the population likes to stay informed. They like to have info as far out as they can, even if they know, even if they say they know it's, you know, too far out, they're going to still grab onto it. A lot of people are. And then, you know, even if they're like, oh, just tell me what you think is going to happen. I, I, we know it could change. And then if it does change, they get mad. I've, I've seen it a hundred thousand times. So, but it's, uh, that's a lot of times, Bo. Yeah. I've seen a lot. <laughs> I mean, 10 years. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Well, let's let's go back. I want to go back a little bit, Bo, with that, because um, a, a lot of people might know what Weather Nation is now or have, or have mm-hmm. watched it mm-hmm. um, and, and just understand it as a, you know, a national <clears throat> U.S. national weather forecasting and, and uh, mm-hmm. reporting station. But it, it wasn't always that. And, and so I guess maybe share with us a little bit of the history of Weather Nation uh, and, and Paul Douglas's involvement with that, because then, and, and tell us kind of where you hooked in at what point you hooked in, uh, to what weather nation has become now. Well, I was back with those guys in, I want to say it was 2013 or 14, if memory serves me. And behind the scenes, it was a little interesting because they had a little broadcast studio where they would do videos for their national clients and stuff that was over in Excelsior. But then they had a Denver office. And so that part of the business, I'm still a little unclear on how that was all going. But at some point, there was some sort of legal thing that happened. And they ended up turning over the whole video producing operation over to Denver. And that whole thing got just cut out and done in in Minneapolis area. So, um, But I was doing some stuff there. I was helping them curate social media content. I was playing around with video stuff, just kind of helping operations for their uh, other on-air camera crew that they had already actively working for them at the time. Um, but it was really strange because like Weather Nation, like out in Denver, they owned them, but then the actual office here was called Weather Nation, but they were contracted by the the home base, if you will, in Denver to produce video content for them. So it was really kind of an interesting setup they had. Um, and it, I know there's probably more to it than I'm aware of being that I was obviously a partner, but um, they had a good crew for a while. A, a lot of the guys now have since moved on out of state, uh, other markets, things like that. So so what they, they started off, correct, uh, contracting for more local and regional markets, right? Exactly. Weren't you guys doing stuff more locally for a while or initially? Yeah, they had a local, like they would sometimes do uh, weather for like, some of the sisters uh, stations for like NBC and stuff like that, I think where they would have it on that. Was it like 11.2 or whatever that channel? Yeah, on they, Comcast? they, they ran on a lot of sub channels of, some yeah, of exactly. larger, uh, you know, major market stations. Yeah. And then they would do some regional stuff. A couple of other clients they had, they would do like custom forecasts for them. I, I think one of them was in like Kentucky, Tennessee area. So they had some, uh, clients all over that they would produce basically custom video content for. Um, and so, but oddly enough, most of their stuff was actually produced for outside of Minnesota. So what, what was Paul Douglas's role in weather nation? I very rarely saw him. He was there a few times, but he, he just ran the behind the scenes, but he always had his hand in, in a bunch of different uh, pots, if you will, because he had ham weather, he had, 
now he has a couple other. He has Eris Weather, which just got acquired by someone else. Um, I forgot the name of his other operation that he started, but there's there's a few different things he's got going on. So uh, he kind of had his hands on all those things. So Weather Nation was just like one small piece of the pie, and I know he had his office out of that same building, so that was kind of why we would see him more often. He's, he's got to be doing a ton of stuff right now because I have reached oh, yeah. out to him, and he just hasn't had the time to get back to us yet. Uh on setting up a time to come on the show. But <laughs> you, you think it's his schedule that's oh, yeah. oh, making absolutely. that happen? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> absolutely. And you, you guys you guys asked a great question. You were talking about kind of what's changed in the last, you know, 10, 20 years. Uh, has forecasting gotten better? And, and I know we're actually now expecting some thunderstorms here in Cincinnati uh, tomorrow night possibly coming in. Um, and so that's kind of exciting, right? Cause this is kind of the first time it's showing up. And, and when I look, uh, when I look now at my, uh, atmosphere weather app, it says, uh, it's expected to start around eight, eight o'clock, uh, tomorrow night. So, um, and I'll tell you what, it's amazing what you can see guys on this one screen on atmosphere weather app. Uh, it's, it's basically got a unique difference in that it shows the weather forecast around a 24 hour clock. On one screen, guys, I can see, listen to this, I can see the hourly temp, the hourly sky cover, uh, hourly precipitation probability and intensity. I can see live radar right in the middle of the whole 24-hour clock, and I can even sync my calendar events around the outside of the 24-hour clock to tie in uh, when I when the Reds game starts to see like if that. we're going to dodge the rain. So it's pretty cool. You can sync your own personal calendar. Uh, when when I started this, and, and you guys probably have done this already as well, but I trashed you know that limited phone weather app that you get automatically on mm-hmm. your phone, that crap that you get. Um, mm-hmm. Because when I found Atmosphere Weather, uh, this basically said, man, I can look on one screen. I don't have to swipe a bunch of stuff to find what I'm looking for. Um, you can also find Atmosphere Weather in your Apple or Google store, uh, or you can visit atmosphereweather.com for the official weather app of the Stormfront Freaks podcast. All right, hey, guys, it's time for a break. Uh, Go ahead and grab a refill while you listen to this episode of Titans U Minute, and we'll be right back with Bo. Tornado Titans is where we capture incredible skies, and we teach you to do it too. It's coming right for us. Get ready for the Titan U Minute. When discerning target areas, there are a few items you might keep in mind to decipher which of the target areas you want to go for. Hey everyone, it's Center, and today we're going to attempt to talk about those tough decisions in the field. If you ever find yourself torn between two targets, I personally try to make sense of which to target based upon a couple of criteria. First, I ask myself, what is the expected storm mode and how many storms will be in either target? This is important to discern what target makes the most sense in a day. While storms may form earlier in target A, but they will be numerous in number and will tend to line out earlier, perhaps on this day the atmosphere will not be ready for prime time until much later in the day, where a storm may or may not happen in target B. Do you roll the dice for target B? That's a good question, but it is a consideration you have to keep in mind. Another consideration is what are your goals for the day? Some people are after tornadoes only, others for photogenic structure. Perhaps the day is a day that's marginal for tornadoes either way and you just want to chase a pretty storm. Knowing your goals and oftentimes 
this is going to help you discern which target is best. I can remember multiple days I chose the more photogenic storm route over the higher tornado probability route, mainly because I felt that the payoff would be better on the more photogenic storm target. It's all about risk management. Picking a target is a difficult decision, and oftentimes days give you more than one to consider. By thinking of your goals and what the storm evolution will look like, you can oftentimes decide the best option for you between two targets. Just don't hate me when there are days that are frustrating, at least no more than I hate myself on those days. Hey, we have a lot of educational materials on TornadoTitans.com. That's TornadoTitans.com. Come check out Titan U, where you can learn all about storms, storm spotting, and you can also watch us chase from the comfort of your home. Visit us at TornadoTitans.com. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, we know Bo knows weather, but can he play football? Maybe that's that's the question we should be asking. But, Bo, we know that, that obviously social media is kind of a big platform for you, and, and you know we certainly can ask some questions about what you see the future of weather communication uh, continuing to be, but but when we hit social media, I guess my question is: Are you and do you feel you need to be on every social media platform? And to tie in with that question is: Is how do you treat if you're on more than one me- uh, social media platform? How do you treat each one because they each kind of have a different kind of demographic and a different way to present information? Mm-hmm. Are are you catering to that? I am. You know, everything of mine is pretty much contingent as far as post length based on Twitter's character limit. And so I often use this posting thing called Mav Social, and it allows me to post to all channels at the same time. Um, The big ones, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, You can even post to some others on there as well. But I haven't really gotten into like the TikTok thing. I know that's a huge thing right now, but I don't know that my audience would necessarily gravitate onto that unless I started doing some really squirrely stuff. But um, in terms of adapting to channels, Twitter was the original for me. That's where it all started. I've got some of my most loyal people on there. Instagram is a little bit more abstract. I'll often do like stories. Uh, I'll throw in some humorous posts, even some memes that I make on a little separate meme page. So I kind of try to spice it up a little bit more on that. Uh, ironically, I have the most followers on that, which is interesting. And then Facebook, you know, that's where like a lot of family and friends that I've known for a long time check in. So that kind of aligns with Twitter in terms of post length and, and quality. And I will say the biggest struggle is probably Facebook because people will see older posts in their news feed, you know, and so that platform in itself is probably the one that lends itself to the most forecast confusion. And I know the other apps too have their own algorithms, but I think people, they turn on post notifications for those. And so they're seeing things right as they come out. 
So they're getting kind of like that latest update, whereas on Facebook, it's just all over the map, really. But um, yeah. So you're kind of so, so you're basically focusing on all three, but you're kind of blanket messaging those three. Uh, you said with Instagram, you, you do some different things separate. Is that right? Yep. I'll sometimes do like the IGTV post, which is like longer video, because I think Twitter has like a video length cap. Um, sometimes it'll just block certain content, so then I have to adapt and make a shorter version for that. Um, sometimes if I'm out for a walk or doing like a a random bit outside, I'll I'll do like a story and post it only to Instagram because it does it in those like 15 second segments, right? When, it's, when you're viewing a story, so it's pretty hard to like export that unless you literally download each file and merge it together in iMovie. It just becomes a bit of a mess. So some of the channels have their own variances that I uh, adapt to. So, so you might want to think about getting into TikTok and then you can do bow dances weather. There you go. My 15 year old would be watching. Okay, there you, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you said you get blocked sometimes that you're like, it's just fake weather. What are you doing? What's what's happening? What do you mean? You said you got blocked sometimes. Some of your stuff on Twitter. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Sometimes it'll just like not let me post certain videos. And it's really strange. There's no unoriginal content or music or profanity or any. I, I don't really know. It's it's very perplexing. And sometimes I just cannot figure it out. Um, and it just they don't give you any reason. And I just have to make a new video and then it some somehow disallows it. So it's very strange. Hmm. Um, I do notice too, it sometimes if you and this might be part of it, if you do a video in like the um, like with the selfie cam and you're recording it in the story function, you download it, and let's say you, you inverse the footage, like you you rotate it, like Twitter doesn't like that for some reason, and Facebook will actually post it upside down. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, oh, wow. it, it's really strange. It's quite yeah. The little things you learn when you start to mess with the video. It's kind of so. Stuff. So looking ahead, Bo, in the future, as far as communication of weather mm -hmm. via social media, mm -hmm. have you thought about changing things up with something? Like, have you noticed? Hey, I'm just not getting a lot of response on my Facebook page from the posts I'm making, or like, have you noticed trends? going in a direction that you don't feel is the direction you're trying to go, that you're going to make changes or do you, do you see new things that you, you want to be, whether it's TikTok or, or just an entirely different avenue of communication that you want to see yourself getting into? You know, I feel like I really need to get more into the video content, doing my own kind of broadcast, uh, not necessarily in front of a green screen, but I think some of the, um, you know, the, the wide flat panel TVs have become so clear now. You can literally use those for high-def video, and it looks pretty great. Um, but oddly enough, some of the videos where I think no one's going to like this, they end up being my most popular ones, which is quite strange. So, like, the stupid ones where it's, like, 60 seconds of me just talking, you know, completely unscripted, just making no sense whatsoever. People seem to appreciate that. Um and so that kind of makes me wonder, what else do people really want? Like if I'm driving around filming a storm or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I think the the routine posts, the ones I have of like snowfall maps, the radar, uh, GIF exports, things like that. People know to expect that, but they aren't necessarily my most popular posts unless, of course, there's like a big storm coming or something. But 
I really think the abstract stuff is what I need to grow into this this coming year and, and maybe even experiment with other platforms like TikTok and see what I can do there. So that's going to be a, a big component to stay relevant. We always ask our guests this and nobody's asked mm -hmm. it yet today. You were talking earlier uh, about uh, before the break about w when you were younger in, in Minnesota and questioning mm -hmm like a meteorologist's uh, mm -hmm. forecast of snow, you know, one inch versus 13 inch yeah. inches. So we usually ask guests, what, what got you interested in weather? What got you going? Yeah. Yeah. Being a kid in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as I can remember, just growing up, I was um, really interested. This is actually a good spot to tell you this story if I have a minute or two, but growing up, I would always be glued to the windows, looking at storms watching him with my friends when I was at the sledding hill and we would sometimes have like thunder snow. I was just geeking out, you know, like, I'm like, Oh my God, it's thundering while it's snowing, you know, just like, and I didn't know anything about it back then. I'm like, you know, just, just kind of admiring it all. Um, I would draw like tornado pictures all the time. I even drew a, I'm sure my mom still has it somewhere. A radar image of like all these supercells just eating <laughs> eating Minneapolis alive and my mom my mom sent it to Dave Dahl who just retired like what was it two years ago and so that I was like eight years old and now I'm almost 40 so that gives you an idea but um and he autographed it right nice but, <laughs> nice so just growing up I was obsessed with weather and it's funny because I never went to school for it back like when I should have right after high school because my math skills were horrendous. Um, but I bumped into an old high school friend at the store, REI. I was buying a Frisbee for my dog at the time. And this, this girl, she didn't really like, we weren't friends really like on an active basis, but she knew enough about me to know that I was like the weather guy. And she bumped into me. She's like, Hey, she's like, are you a, she was at the store too, just random coincidence. She's like, are you a famous meteorologist yet? I'm like, no. She's like, why the hell not? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I didn't have a good answer for her. I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, well, get on it. And I'm like, damn. So then I literally started, I went home and started Googling some schools. And then I ended up at Mississippi State in uh, 2012, actually, which was wow. a long time after I graduated uh, initially with my bachelor's in marketing. So but yeah, so that's kind of the story. And I just, you know, I'm glad I did that because my childhood obsession, which was just like probably driving some of my friends nuts, like it ended up paying off to, you know, follow my dream. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess my advice to anyone out there would be like, don't give up. You know, if you even feel like there's no way, there probably is a way to do it. Was that girl single at the time? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. <laughs> How much can you make doing that? Well, hey everybody, that uh, that is the sound. Uh, it's time for our lightning round, and, and as yeah. you may know, this is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions that we play with our guests. We always invite everybody to play along with us. Um, but tonight, Bo, uh, we're going to play us uh, play a game, and we're calling it "Does Bo Know Bo." All right, so okay. so does Bo. No, Bo. And so you're to... obviously blatantly stealing Bo Jackson's uh, claim to fame. Yeah. So I'm going to find yeah. out, do you really know Bo Jackson? Okay. Yeah. So we're going to play. You're 40, so you probably do. You're, you're going to be okay yeah. with this, I'm, I'm going to yeah. think. So I've got some questions, uh, and, and you basically, you can answer them straight up, uh, other, or then I can do a couple things. We can pull the freaks 
and you can get feedback from them. That's one of your lifelines. Um, or I'm the second, so you only get two lifelines. That's one is pull the freaks. The second one is I will give you multiple choice. Okay. So it's okay. kind of like who wants to be a millionaire, but a little bit, you're just not going to make any money on it. That's all. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, not at all. Like who wants to be a millionaire. Call you. <laughs> <laughs> Has nothing to do. Right. All right. So here's the first question, Bo, what college did Bo Jackson attend? Mm. You already lost me. Like, uh, Okay, so, uh, so you can you can take a lifeline I, if you want. So wait, how many questions do we have? There's ten. Okay, so if I burn cool. through a lifeline right away, I'm. I'm in well, I, I don't know. The other ones might be. They're not necessarily starting off easier and okay. getting harder. This isn't who wants to be a millionaire. Once again, nothing let's, like. Let's, let's pull. <laughs> let's pull the. Let's pull the freaks. Let's pull the freaks. On. All right, where did Bo call? Uh, where did Bo Jackson attend college, freaks? Auburn. I'm just gonna trust Garrett and say Auburn. Okay, they're they're saying Auburn Bowl. I'll have to go with Auburn. I I I I believe in you guys. Auburn. Nice. That would be correct. Tended Auburn. All right, number two. What is Bo Jackson's real name? What's his real first name? Give you a little hint. What's his real first name? Oh wow. Uh, Jeez, you don't know Bo at all, do you? I don't know. I know he played baseball and football. That's about the extent of it. Um, do you want multiple choice? Yeah, yeah. Let's all right, it. multiple choice. Uh, it's either Terrell Jackson, Vincent <laughs> Jackson, Emilio Estevez, or Herschel Jackson. <laughs> I'm going to go with Vincent. Vincent. <laughs> You would be correct. You're right. Vincent Bojacks. Nice. You didn't Not sound like Herschel. Really? Herschel. What? Hmm. Herschel. All right. Uh, here we go. Question three. What was the other sport Bo played besides football at the professional level? You got it. Baseball. That's correct. All right. Question four. In 1985, what college football award was given to Bo? <laughs> what, wait, what college football? They're they're uh, trying to pose Heisman? right now, and it's really yeah. bad. But they're trying to pose. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was college it football the, award. That's not the Heisman, is it? That would be the Heisman. Very good. All right. Or in Number Greg's five. case, the ambulance is coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number five. Which NFL team first drafted Bo? Oh boy. Um, oh, I know that one. I think so. Hold on a second. Um, are we out of lifelines? We are, but we, we can do a poll. The poll. The free. I'll give you another poll. The freaks, if you need it. Doesn't mean hit us with a poll. Well, we got people in the chat already. Is that cheating? Yeah. Yeah. Probably, no, it's but not that's cheating. Okay. No, that's not cheating. <laughs> we cheat all, all the time here. Buccaneers. Buccaneers. <laughs> That would be I correct. Know. All right. All right, you freaking cheaters in our chat. <laughs> what what was the first baseball team to draft Bo without Googling it? White Sox. <laughs> first first oh, baseball first. team to, to draft Bo. Did, no C- did Cincinnati have a team at that time? It was oh yeah, they they're the oldest team in, in oh. baseball. Um, still have a team? It, it was it was before he went to college, he was drafted by the Yankees. 
Oh, okay. So there. All right. Uh, what was Bo Jackson's trademark phrase, Bo? Oh, no. <laughs> there you go. Uh, number seven, what team was Bo Jackson playing against when his career ended? Multiple choice. I want to say the Patriots. Cincinnati, Dallas, Denver, or Cleveland? Huh. I'm going to go with Denver. <laughs> no. That would be Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, All right. Eight. What had Bo Jackson injured to end his career? What did he injure? It's not a stripper. It's not that. So. <laughs> no. Achilles? Himself. Is it Achilles? Achilles? <laughs> no, I think it was his ACL, wasn't it? It was his hip. Hip. Oh, okay. It was a hip. One of those joints. He, he was the first there. professional artificial hip player. Yeah. <laughs> he, he played Ooh. baseball with an artificial hip. All Ooh. right, last two. What number did Bo Jackson wear for the Raiders and at Auburn? Mm. It's not 24 and it's not 44. It's somewhere in the middle. That's what I thought. 34. Wow, pretty good. All right. And then last, <laughs> last question. What video game further popular, popularized Bo Jackson? What video game? What video game popularized Bo Jackson? Like one of those uh, it's either MLB. Gridiron Bowl, oh. Madden, Tecmo Bowl, or Blitz. I'm going to go with Madden. Yeah. Uh, did you say Tech Mobile? <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, that's well, right. yes. <laughs> sounded like Madden. <laughs> Tech Mobile. I was that was say like Madden. the game. Like if you played Bo Jackson in Tech Mobile, no one could stop you. It was always you touchdown every single time you touch the ball. I think well, Garrett I learned- wins. I think Garrett oh, wins. Oh. Garrett does win, and I have learned a lot. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Very educational. <laughs> he was probably a little premature for Madden, huh? All right, Bo, great uh, job. Um, uh, thanks for playing along. That's that's always fun. But uh, yeah. tell us, where can our listeners find you on social media? What's your tag? Uh, Bo Knows Weather. So you can find me there on Instagram and Twitter. And then Facebook is just slash Bo Knows WX. So, uh, all right, you'll probably post it on your site too. In the, in the, we will, uh, we'll definitely link. have that uh, on our show notes. Hey, our team, uh, we're our, our Stormfront Freaks team. We're gearing up for our SFF uh, Storm Chase in late May, and at helicity.co/sff, they've got a huge selection of weather and storm themed T-shirts and merchandise, including Stormfront Freaks shirts and beverage containers. Uh, just go to the exclusive site helicity.co slash sff and you're going to earn five percent off your entire order and while you're there click on the brands tab and you'll find all your stormfront freaks favorites again that's at helicity.co slash sff so hey it's time for our final break uh, we got more to come including our new segment called storm chasing games gone wild so it's all coming up next 
Hi, this is James Spann with Weather Brains, and here's a message to get you weather ready. The spring season is here, and we want to prepare you for spring weather threats, which include tornadoes, lightning, flooding, and thunderstorms. No matter what type of severe weather you may experience, it is important to have a plan in place so you can communicate with all your family and friends in the event of a disaster. Know who you would contact for updates. Also, determine ahead of time where you and your family can meet. For more information, please visit the NOAA Weather Ready Nation website at weather.gov slash WRN. Hi there, I'm Mace Michaels, Minnesota Twins meteorologist, and you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. All right, it's time in the show where we go to look for weather uh, fools, people who do dumb things around the weather. And uh, we scour the internet, find the goofiest clips of weather idiots. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Uh, Phil, you've got a couple. I do. I've always got weather idiots uh, to share. Um, what What was our? We originally were going to call this weather, weather morons. Weather morons. Yes, weather morons. I think it was yeah. weather morons. We thought that was a little harsh. Yeah, Greg, you should um, intro it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, so we're hashtag weather fools. All right. So I've, I've got a couple that I'm, I'm just going to explain to you guys. So one, this was in Oklahoma city. Uh, and this was, uh, from Oklahoma news Four. this is a K four website. It says Oklahoma city police department arrested a man for impersonating a police officer Wednesday after a traffic stop that led to multiple concerning discoveries. First off, this man had a light bar in his back window, Greg. Uh, so he had his own little light bar. Uh, he didn't have the credentials to have or use in the vehicle. He had a dash cam in the front, a light car, a light bar in the back. It stated police interceptor on the back, but there were no credentials that this driver could bring forth stating they were law enforcement of any type. Uh, went on to say, uh, let's see, the process of the investigation learned that the light bar could be red and blue, but it had yellow flashing lights. And then, and then this was the body cam. So I could probably act this out. This is like the script. Uh, the officer asked in the body cam video, is this like uh, some type of old police car? And the person responded, no, I work at the National Weather Service. So oh, no. are you working right now? Yeah, I was just on the highway. I was just taking some video for them. Uh, and then the officer said, uh, looked at, he had a, had a, a spotlight mounted on the console. Uh, what's, what's this? A, a wannabe police officer? And he said, no, that's, that's pepper spray. So oh, basically God. they went on and, and he's, they, they basically arrested him for impersonating a police officer, but <laughs> it, was, it was basically a wannabe also storm chaser with yellow flashing lights, oh uh, supposedly working for the National Weather Service. Uh-huh. If you could be Makes charged sense. with being an idiot, that guy deserves the full extent of the law. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Phil, how did you know his voice was like that? That's yeah, I just, yeah, that's I, very good. I, 
I may or may not know who the person is. I'll just <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't know who it is. All right. The the um the second uh hashtag weather fool that I've got, and, and this is unfortunately this is a video, so I, I can't really share it with you, but it will be in the show notes. Uh but what it is, there was a massive this was from the World Meteorological Organization. And uh, this was in southern Iran. And if, if you can picture in your mind, uh, um, basically a bridge, a massive long bridge and road, and the flooding is so bad that there is nothing else you can see for a long ways except this one road and long bridge. And, and there is water just moving underneath it like you cannot believe. And it's probably only a couple feet from cresting over the road. And there are people getting out of their cars, parking their cars, walking across this this bridge and road that could probably be taken out in any second because the water's flowing so fast and it's so high. uh, And they're just like gawking at this thing. And and it's actually the video is a drone flying up above uh, that you can see this. But it's just crazy that these people would uh, either drive across, walk across, stop and gawk. While there's this massive flow going uh, underneath, oh my god, it's crazy. So those are my weather fools. <laughs> I wanted to nice. say, right on, and Serena, Serena, you've got one as well. I do. I have one, and this one uh, kind of gets at the heart of what um, Bo was talking about <laughs> earlier. Um, and it's kind of an unusual weather fool. This is a source I found that helps to highlight additional weather fools. So there's a Twitter account called Bad Weather Takes, and they're at Bad Weather Take. And what they do is repost the really brilliant stuff that either the general public posts, oh, such perfect. as there's a lot of stuff about us controlling the, the ionosphere. There's a ton about... Um, like uh, cloud seeding and chemtrails and on on here and that. But what they also do a really good job of is highlighting uh, when people throw out these, this, this craziness and the hype we were talking about earlier. So here's a graphic somebody put out talking about 10,000 joules of Cape, mm. you know, potential in an area. And so they'll, they'll put these bullseyes and put these emojis all over it. And so bad weather takes does an amazing job of bringing to the forefront real weather fools, whether they're in the public or people who are misrepresenting weather or meteorology. And I yeah. highly recommend it. It's, it's amazing. That may be our best okay. weather fool yet. Throwing yeah. them under the bus. Very, very cool. I've got, I've actually got a couple myself. This first one, uh, Serena, uh, comes from the, uh, comes from Florida and uh, there's a guy on a motorcycle with a, a looks like a little trailer and he blasts through the gates. This is in Florida. And uh, as the surveillance footage moves, Greg, off where was left, this at? I'm sorry. Where'd you say this was? This was in Florida. <laughs> OK, in Florida. I, just, I think you only said it four times. So. <gasps> oh, I saw. This. Oh, yeah. oh and, did and, someone fall out? Yes. No. Well, you see what happened is the drawbridge starts going up and he realizes I just blew through this gate. And so watch it again here. The, oh the, he blows through the gate thinking, I'm going to beat this thing. The drawbridge. Br- oh, got that. I don't know. <laughs> the drawbridge grow- grows up. It, does. it grows up. It does grow up. <laughs> and he, yeah. ba- he bails. Oh, he bails. The cyclist did not. Oh. They grow up so fast. Yeah, that's. I, he was immediately regretting that. Look at the panel. Oh, I, yes. Oh. Yes. Wow. Oh so this wow. was in Florida, Greg? <laughs> 
Seriously, Bono's weather. (laughs) Seriously, I don't know how he didn't know he blew through. I mean, that gate was down way before he got there. Way Way before. before. Way before. He he must have thought he was going to get across before it grew up. Yes, yes, before it grew up, right. (laughs) It came up quick, didn't it? Okay, my second one is also Florida. Um, This is a water spout that moves on to land in Florida. Uh, And uh, people people will have to watch it take out the two people. Uh, Yeah. What? Yeah, this is bad. This is really bad. In that yeah, kind of amazing sort of way. Fort, Fort Myers Beach and this this water spoke. Now, nobody was killed or injured, but um, it definitely looked like the real deal. It looked like it was uh, a tornadic kind of storm. Watch this. Watch it. There it goes. Right oh, over. Unbelievable. Right over top of those people. Yeah. Now, I'll say this. You know who those people are? They're either probably from Canada or Minnesota because they're <laughs> still out on the beach with weather like that, because they're like, dude, I don't get this back home. I'm going to suck great. this, you know, I'm going to suck it up this temperature as long as I can. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. So, so they are in Florida, right? Okay. <laughs> that's, right. that's where they are. They're Good. in Florida. So Good. anyway, that's hashtag weather fools. Check them out. Uh, episode 153 on your uh on your podcast player for oh just go on to the next or or stormfrontfreaks.com nice well uh greg you really set the bar high on this one i'm not sure i can i can i can top you here but uh we're going to talk a little bit about weather resources so we try to bring to light either some gadgets or websites photos books things like that that could be really really helpful for you um, with regard to learning about the weather. So uh, let's see. Greg, you've got one, right? Yeah, I do, <laughs> actually. Nice. Back to Greg. I, I have one. Uh, I'm taking the Band-Aid on off. The, on the topic of, of, of weather and storm chasing uh, and the, the, the gas prices, <laughs> uh, gasbuddy.com, and it's your place that you can go to find out where the cheapest gas is Yep. In your area, let's move on to the next person. Uh, that's Serena, amazing. back that's, to you. That's awesome. I use Greg, it. I or use uh, it. Phil, I mean, I, I like that. Phil, what you got for us? I hear you've got a couple. Okay, so I've got a couple. Um, one I'm just going to tell you about uh, is I, I overheard uh, people talking about what are the best mounts, like camera mounts on their vehicle or phone mounts. And I, f- I found one a few years ago for my phone that I can mount on my dash. You don't need stickers. I don't mount it. Suction cups on my window. It actually uses, it's like a a chip clip, like a potato chip clip kind of a thing, but it's really tight. Like it's, it's really good. And you can mount it if, you know, if you've got a a dash, a dashboard that uh, right by your speedometer and it's, it's got a lip to it, it'll clip right to that. And then you can uh, put your phone on the mount, it rotates 360 degrees, flips up and down. Cool. And, and it's amazing because then I can also take it out of my vehicle easily, put it in another vehicle when I decide I'm going to rent one because I'm expecting to go through a hail core. <laughs> and I can just attach it right to the mount on that vehicle as well. It's super easy. Um, I will, uh, I'll share the link on, on Amazon uh, where to find that. Uh, nice. A second... Uh, WX resource I'm going to share with you uh, is visual. So I'm going to share with you guys this. This is a photo I took 
uh, last year. This was actually last year on my chase. This was in Kansas. So it, it was just, it was a cool supercell. You can see the wall cloud right there, uh, right above this farm field. I had pulled my vehicle kind of off into the ditch a little bit, but there is an app you can get. It's called uh, Plato Verse. Uh, I don't know if, or Plata Verse, maybe is how you pronounce it P L O T A V E R S E. And it allows you to animate your photos. So what's cool about this one photo is I, you can go into the app and you can tell it uh, through swipes of your finger where you want portions of your photo to move. And so what I did is I set this up so that my supercell would rotate and the bottom wall cloud rotates a little faster than the upper part. You can see the beaver tail I got coming into the cloud. Um, and, and I'm going to play this for you so you can kind of see what it looks like when you animate nice. the photo. Wow, that's cool. It looks like it's a video. Kind of a, it's just kind of a cool way to, um, yeah, take a photo and animate it to kind of look like what you actually saw, right? How is it moving? How is it rotating? I even, if, if you look at the grass up the front grass, behind yeah, the car, I even had the grass moving just a little bit, like in the wind. Uh, the time yeah. lapse? No, it's a photo. It's a single shot photo, and then you can animate it, and it it animates itself because you just huh. like if you look at it long enough, you'll see the same kind of cloud come in and leave, and come in and leave. But it just it moves portions of that photo in the direction you tell it to. Like again, I had the feels, the beaver tail coming at, in on the side and everything. Yeah, feels feels quite good at animating himself. I am. <laughs> there you go. I like that door emblem. Very nice. I do too. You did really good on the right hand side too. That's pretty impressive work. You like? Oh, thank you. Like the inflow you. region. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Then the last thing I'm going to add. This is really cool. I just got this today, guys. So Greg McLaughlin, uh, who's in Tulsa. This was a couple years ago on the show. I talked about how I was really wanting to get um, art, like uh, pencil, colored pencil art that, that a lot of meteorologists do. And, and, and Bo, you've maybe done this while you were studying and, and you plot out uh, the observations and different colors and stuff like that. Well, Greg McLaughlin kind of said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something. I'll do something for you. And uh, then COVID hit. And I know yep. he went through a lot of things, but he finally created something. Uh, that I'm going to share with you. This was all done by Greg with colored pencil. Nice. Isn't this amazing? Wow. Wow. That's really that's beautiful. Um, that's amazing that that's colored pencil. And this is a print that he did. And, and it's basically of, you You can see uh, the cloud uh, cloud Ooh. cover. He he basically did the, uh, the land underneath. He, he said this was designed uh, in Oklahoma, Osage County, Osage, O-S-A-G-E, Osage. Osage. Osage County. Yeah. Um, and then you can, you can see the radar. He, he put the radar in on it as well. So you can see the hook, uh, you know, where the tornado might be, but just amazing. And so I, I would encourage anybody if, if you're interested in stuff like that, um, he said, go follow him on Twitter. He's at Greg MC underscore WX follow him on Twitter because as soon as he has more prints ready, uh, he'll, he'll provide those or can sell those, uh, whatever. But I want to share this with you guys because he also added this on a, on a letter that he sent. He said, keep up the great work. You and your team do a great job on the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, you do great interviews. I love the recent podcast with Melanie Metz. 
I had the pleasure of meeting her this past June. She's one of the best out there. Anyway, love what you do and hope to see you guys out under the mezzo sometime. Nice. Very That's awesome. Cool. That's Very beautiful. Cool. Yeah. So thank cool. you. Cool. All right, I'll, I'll uh, wrap it up then with the last weather resource. Um, I'm a big fan of the National Weather Service and things that they put out. I think they do such a great job at really focusing on public safety. And there's a lot of uh, spring safety infographics out there in details. The first week in March is frequently, um, you know, some sort of uh, thunderstorm preparedness week, flood preparedness week, or what have you. There's a page on the National Weather Service where you can actually download PDFs that help provide some outlines of things to look for and beware of with every single different type of hazard you're interested in. I was looking for some flood material the other day. And if you go ahead and click on flood, it's going to give you just a ton of infographics. And it talks about the statistics and you know, how many people have died doing this and what not to drive your car through and all that. So if you don't want to be a weather fool, these infographics mm -hmm. and things that the National Weather Service has are just fantastic. And especially if anyone's you know going into schools <laughs> and talking to kids um, about being a storm chaser or the weather or anything like that, there's an incredible amount of information there from the National Weather Service that is top notch and I highly recommend. So That's if good. you want to check That's that good. out. Yeah, go ahead, go to uh, stormfrontfreaks.com and go to episode 153 show notes and we'll have all the links to all these weather resources there. Awesome, awesome. great. And now, I'm going to tell you guys this. I'm excited about this, this next little uh, segment that we've got. Um, of course, I'm always excited about the stuff that I come up with, I guess. That's kind of biased, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, but I think you're going to like this. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to do two things. So we got to come up with a song to intro this. So we're calling it Storm Chasing Games Gone Wild. Uh, and, and what this is based on is there are a, a couple of um, storm chasing video games that are currently in works that, that uh, look to be coming out. But there's also one that's out already. Uh, and so the idea behind this is kind of uh, watching clips of people playing these storm chasing video games. Right. And, and you guys could imagine, right, if, if you had a chance to play a storm chasing video game, what, what would be probably one of the first things you're, you're going to do in the video game? Drive right into the tornado. <laughs> sure. There's a there's one perfect example right there. Right. I'm going to go out yeah, front absolutely. of my car and take a leak while the camera's still on. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Throw a whiskey bottle yeah. at the tornado. There you go. Right. So there, there's just and so that the idea is to capture what some of these people do in a storm chasing video game it, it can kind of be tied to hashtag weather fools a little bit but we got to come up with an intro song so i'm going to play uh a couple songs for you guys to to de help decide what we should come up with and i want all of our listeners i'm going to kind of keep this open for a week and not make a decision quite yet but but i want our listeners to also let us know uh, whether they let us know on social media or they drop us an email or something, uh, let us know what song they would pick as well. But so, so here we go. You guys now know what the segment is. Uh, the first option is little wild thing, right? By the Trogs. So that's one option. Here's another one. I'm a real wild one. Wild one. Wild one. Wild one. Little Iggy Pop. Little Icky Pop. No, it's Iggy Pop. Uh, Real Wild Child. You guys know that Steppenwolf. 
little it's born to be wild. Wild has got to be in everything, huh? There we go. All right, here's another one. Storm Chaser's gone wild. Gotcha. Uh, so, <laughs> little Will Smith. Little Wild Wild West. All right, then the last one. Let's do it. Little tone low. Wild thing. All right. So what do you guys think? I like Those the Will Smith all... one. Let's do it. <laughs> Those were all good. They're all good. Smith was good. I like uh, I like Iggy. How about some like, entertaining? Oh, Iggy Pop, okay. Yeah. Wild Child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be good too. I'm a fan of the Will Smith. Will Smith. Like Will Smith. Yep. Will Smith. Really? See, I, I, that one I thought was really the outlier there. But huh. Bo, Bo, what do you think? You know weather. <laughs> I have to pick one of those. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can suggest another one, but I was no. going to suggest, I was going to suggest Enter Sandman by Metallica. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. But you're spelling it. Must in the connection, Bo. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the, the connection, connection to the to the segment? Yeah, what's you the, the wild? This isn't a just pick your favorite song, Bo. <laughs> no, it's like a walk-up like song. He's, like he's a... picking. He's he's picking his walk-up song. We we passed that already. This is. This... <laughs> Let's so tell you, you're a co-host now, buddy. So maybe, you got demoted. Okay, so maybe I screwed up on the assignment here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, play him again. Let, let's see what our listeners think. How about that? I'm gonna go with All Greg's right. choice. What are they saying? Right, we'll see I, what our listeners I don't say. Know. Do we, do we, have we don't have any listeners chat? because they haven't heard the podcast. Curtis well, says wild Ger- things. Garrett says wild horses, but Garrett, I actually, I pull that up, and that's just, that's slow. I mean, it kind of starts off slow. It's not a real uh, a good, get me pumped up. It's a good country and, song, though. And get me rocking. But okay, so let's, so so we'll leave that open. Uh, listeners, you can you can uh, drop into our, our social media or, or send us an email at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com um, and, and let us know maybe what uh, which of those songs you think should be better. But now here comes the good part. So there, I mentioned to you, there is currently now, there is a storm chasing video game. Uh, it's called Storm Chasers and it's on Steam. And I'm not, I'm not a big gamer, but Steam is a, an online platform that allows you to, to play multiple games on your PC. Uh, uh, and, and download different games and everything else. But, but so it's Steam. Steam is this big thing, and my son is into it a little bit. But I don't know a whole lot about it, but there is a video game called Storm Chasers. Now, there's also one that is in the works called Outbreak, uh, and I know they've already been doing some testing of that. So that one's probably not too far away from coming out. That's a video game where you can actually get a Stormfront Freaks podcast uh, sticker for your chase vehicle, uh, so that'll be cool. And then the other one, and we've had those creators on the show. And then the other one that's that's going on and, and it's kind of getting is heating up again as far as uh, processing is uh, Storm Quest. And we've had uh, one of those uh, one of the individuals involved in the creation of that uh, video game has been on the show in the past as well. So I just thought it would be cool as these are starting to come out right to to show some really funny segments. Uh, where you know you got average people don't know anything about storm chasing, jumping into a storm chasing video game. So I'm going to play a video for you guys, uh, and and kind of give you an idea of what this is all about. <laughs> 
Close do you want to be? Tornado. How close? I'll tell you when. Okay. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna hop on out right here. Okay, okay. Alright, John, get an action shot, baby. So, oh, no. so like, they're driving around <laughs> in their pickup trucks. <laughs> like, in this again. case. But someone's driving, Serena, driving their pickup truck right into the right into the tornado. And it disappears. You can't see it. It goes over the hill. Let me try. Let me see. Where'd you go? But then someone else says, let me try it. tornado. Hit me with what you got. Me too. Pretty. Oh, my God! And there goes the truck. Oh, I have died? Eli's dead? Oh, Dead. John, I think it's coming closer. Nah, it's okay. John? This is a great shot. No, no, this, this gets yes. better. Hold on. What are you doing? Well, <laughs> you go someone's like trying to take a guys. picture and fell or something. I don't know. But one of the guys Tommy's just gets out of their truck and starts running towards the tornado. He's <laughs> <laughs> doing the bottle chuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm taking you on. And there he goes. Oh. I'm out of film. He's I'm out of film. Go. go get it. Go. Oh, oh, it's going to take the car. It's taking the other car. And then car. it's getting closer oh, to him, go. and it goes ahead and it takes another truck. Oh, oh, my God. I don't think there was anybody in that one. But so here's the, here's the thing, right? These guys are all getting together together. None of them storm chase. Like, let's try this storm chase video game, right? And they're just oh, screwing around. And the next segment. Uh, one of them just starts driving off through a fence, drives off the road, uh, and, and starts going through, uh, through a, f a farm field, uh, going after a cow. Wait. Oh, no. I see cows. Can you guys cows. hear it? Oh, can you run over the cows? Oh, I need a photo of a cow with a tornado. <laughs> so it goes through the fence. How about a photo of a dead cow? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no, you actually ran it over. Oh, I didn't mean to. <laughs> Did you see the head of I didn't that think cow? It would work. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I in this game you can actually what have you done? run you over monster. cows. No, stand next to that pig. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Chunky ball. Now the guy gets behind one of the pigs, and that's not a good look. <laughs> what do you mean? That's not a good spot to stand. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, and then he tries to hit the pig, and, and he hit the fence. He <laughs> Did missed. The and these guys like oh, this God, is a storm chasing video game. This is what some people are gonna do. Oh, I can't stay on the car. <laughs> wow, that one. Oh no, you have to wow. kill it! You killed it! Really, oh, my, my pig? So, oh no! <laughs> you just. So I will. We'll be sharing more of that. Um, oh, good. <laughs> I have some can't very wait. good ideas for our trip in May, Phil. <laughs> wow uh, uh who's standing on the pig is anyone who saw that in that is who's gonna do that standing on the pig i did see that too yep um i don't know let's who's gonna run towards any... the tornado that's what i want to know no takers let's hope we don't have any copycats all right so anyway so that a, a little hint of what uh storm chasing games gone wild is all about uh you know as these games continue to come out I'm sure we'll find some uh, other amazing clips, but uh, pretty good, pretty good. Send me a postcard, drop me a line. You've got mail, baby, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. So, we've got <laughs> some mail that? in the mailbox. There's some energy. And, uh, <laughs> so, these first two are referring to a post that was made about your, what are your favorite weather podcasts? <laughs> for a national weather podcast month and the, the one with the cow chased, and the pigs in it 
Yeah, not that one. I don't think people are going to pick that one. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> Girls Who Chase said uh, our friends at Stormfront Freak Podcast have done some great episodes lately. So thank you. They also mentioned Weather Brains and Tornado Trackers uh, as excellent listens as well. But thank you for mentioning. They, they said, uh, I want to point out to them first. and everybody else, they said lately. Like they've had some good shows lately. <laughs> the first hundred and fifty yeah. weren't great, but these and, last three have been fantastic. And that was before this one. Um, <laughs> Timothy uh, Timothy Baca also chimed in. Uh, Stormfront freaks, of course. So nice. Thank you, Timothy, for making that. And, and the great and, words um, of MJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Holly is loud. Checked in on Twitter. And says, look at these two legends appearing on one of my favorite podcasts. Now, I assume she was talking about Maz and me. Um, but but later I figured out it was Jen Carfagno and Justin Sneed uh, that she was commenting on. And we had another comment on that uh, uh, pod or that episode as well on Facebook. Brenda Jones uh, go. chimed in and said, I enjoyed the podcast. So. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm laughing at... Uh... Bo chimed in the chat, said Chunky Boy, he says. Yes, he did on that. Yes. Chunky Boy. You didn't hear that when he was like talking about hey, the pig? Yes, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have gone down, downhill. Chunky. That's all I got. Save me, somebody. That's all I got in the freak fan box. All right. Well, that that uh, that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast. Bo is still with us, thank God. Here, here's here's one thing I finally started asking last show. We're 150 into it, but uh, tell tell a friend. Like seriously, if you really like the show, uh, tell a, like tell one person. That's all we ask. Can you do that for us? Tell one person uh, to kind of get the word out because we're definitely in a niche, right? The, the whole weather community. It's it's a definite niche. So MJ says two. He's he's an overachiever, but I'm just asking if you can do one. We'll we'll appreciate one. Uh, visit stormfrontfreaks.com and you can find our Patreon link and check out all the ways we can do more with you and how you can also help support the show. We've got uh, live access to view and chat uh, during the raw video recordings. We've got exclusive merch we send out. Uh, you can even join us and our guests in the green room. Uh, just go ahead and visit patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks to join our team. And uh, thank you to all of our, our patrons. Uh, we got VIPs here in the studio. We got uh, uh, patrons uh, watching during the chat as well during our raw recording. Uh, Bo, special thanks to you uh, for sticking it out. Um, thank you for having me. I, th I think that's... <laughs> I think our our show name should be Chunky Boy. But... Oh no, <laughs> question, no question. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was good, so, man. I'm I'm uh, Bo, I'm looking so forward know, to from from this point forward. This show is going to be called uh, Bo Knows Weather slash Chunky Boy. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, and let's find out, freaks, how people can follow you, Greg. Uh, where can people find you and your uh, tornado, your Greg? Photo class. Tornado Greg and CameraEasy.ca. Very good. Uh, Serena, how about you and, and your book? Uh, my book, The Weather Story, can be found online anywhere books are sold. I also can send out signed copies if you find me. You can find me online at WX Serena with a CY on any of the social media platforms. I don't think you signed my copy. Hmm. I can. Oh, okay. MJ, how about you? 
at Mark Stormpod. That's M-A-R-C. All right, Maz, I, I give gave you the benefit of going last. Thank you. Appreciate it. it. Takes me a while to remember things these days, especially after a bulldog. Um, and I just forgot it. At money, <laughs> I know at money storm, the number four and the letter U. Money Very storm. good. You can find me on Twitter at Phil Storm Pod and at Stormfront Freak. Hey, our next episode, we're back in two weeks, recording March 31st with National Weather Service meteorologist at Flagstaff, Lamont Bain is going to be us uh, with us. We'll certainly be talking about haboobs and monsoons, so that's going to be another uh, barn burner, I'm sure. Uh, Patreon members, you can join the recording live, and the edited audio podcast is always going to be available to everyone uh, the following Sunday. So for MJ, Maz, Greg, Serena, Bo, and all our VIPs, I'm going to signal the all clear. We'll catch you guys next time. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.